Hello, people. Thank you guys for tuning in to Heavenly Set People. As you guys know, I bring on people who I think are a somebody you should know. How about that? And my organization provides different. What do we do? Different what? What do I do? Different experiences for kids. I expose kids to different outside the neighborhood. So, for instance, typically in our neighborhoods on the south and west side. The focus is basketball and football. And so, guess what? So we do things outside of that. So we do swimming, we do bowling, we do tennis, we do golf, we do camping. And as you guys know, we just added horses to our equation. And this young man right here is a big inspiration in regards to me doing that. And so that's what we do. You know, you guys know what we do. And enough about me. I got this guest next to me. You guys know who he is, as most of you should. And so without further ado, I am going to present to you guys the Dreadhead Cowboy. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, it ain't, it's nothing like telling people that don't know who I am, things about me, but didn't get a feel of who I am. Because um, a lot of people is mis, 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 misled. misled on a lot of things, I uh -huh. appreciate it. And not knowing the a reason behind things instead of doing their own research on, their, on what's going on, but. So the reason we're bringing him on here is for many reasons. For one is because uh, you guys always hear me talk about horse. Well, guess what? I purchased my first horse from this man right here. Um, I had always had a dream about owning a horse. When I was little, my mom would take us to all these different uh, places. And so when the pandemic hit, I saw him. I think I gave you a first interview on yeah. um, live. So when the pandemic hit, I saw this. Nope, before the pandemic. No, this was like two years ago. Yeah, way before the pandemic. What am I talking about? I bought the horse when the pandemic. However, so two years ago, I saw him on his horse just riding around in the city. I'm like, oh my God, that guy got a horse. I want that horse. I want to talk to him. And so I called him and I was like, hey, let's do an interview. And he graced me with that interview. And from there, he, we established a relationship and he is my brother for life. So anytime I want to do anything with some horses, guess what? I'm, I'm calling him. He bringing the horses out and the kids are enjoying themselves. And like he said, a lot of people got this, 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 I guess, then made their own perception of who he is and see I know his heart and you know I know his love for the horses I know his his mission and so just like with anything else uh the uh the what the, the expressway the expressway um oh, what would you call it the kids last matter then around shut down and so I understand you know a lot of times when we feel like we aren't being heard so we have to do something that'll get people's attention and what other thing to do than, you know, what he did. And so it got him, you know, national publicity, everybody know him. And um, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let him tell you guys his reasons behind that. Um, so you'll hear from him and from him. So check this out. Anything I do, I'm not with the drama. I'm not with the peace. Maybe I did it for attention, but I feel like, Sometimes you have to do something different, something abnormal to bring attention to your cause. Um, I'm tired of hearing about kids dying, kids coming up missing, 
anything got something to do with kids, I feel like kids don't have a voice now. Uh, I didn't did plenty of marches in the city where these kids are dying at. I had the kids out there marching. And guess what? I rode a horse in one of his his marches. So, I mean, that was the best experience ever that I'll never, ever forget. I rode a horse down 79th in one of his parades. Yes. So, a lot of people don't, y'all didn't hear about that. So, I had the kids out there marching, screaming, kids, lives matter. The police were there. It was structured. No problems. It was peaceful. It was organized. Yep. That, so, that was not his first time doing something of that stature. The only difference was is he was on the expressway, but he's done several marches that I've took part in. And so, again, like you said, but you guys would know that because, you know, they don't talk about things like that. It's easy for us to highlight what's bad. And so anything bad, everybody jumped to. And what's funny is that um, we were just sitting here talking. People don't even know the laws of a horse. You know what I'm saying? The rules of a horse. Horse, you, what, what did you learn about the horse? Horses have, ro we got roll rights. Horses have right away over cars and pedestrians. Like before there was cars, what was transportation? A horse. And a lot of people like, oh, but you can't ride the horse that long. Listen, I rode the horse on the highway for, for what, 6.5 miles, 7 miles, 7.5 miles. Think about this. They do state to state. I only did 6.5 miles, 7.5 miles. So what I did ain't nothing when it came down to what they normally did on a horse. It's not normal for you to see a person on a horse, yet alone on a highway, which is not illegal to do. Do your research on it. I've done my research. And when I did it, I tried to get help behind it, but things happened that way, so I took matters to my own hand. I feel like kids are dying, kids not getting their voice heard. Like, we had a chance. We had our chance to grow up. We had a chance to live. We had a chance to be a kid. Our kids don't have a chance to be a kid because they they die, nobody's talking about it, and then you got person that's actually out here fighting for the kids and not getting the recognition, like as yourself. You do a lot of stuff for the for the youth Thank and you you're not getting no recognition, you're not getting the funding. Like everything you do, you come out your pocket for for the funding. And So let me ask you this. So during that time when you did the highway thing, they took your horse, correct? Right. And so, um, they said that your horse was, you know, they had to be put down. You can't ride them no more and all these other things. And so, how long was that? Um, that happened September 21st, 2020. Okay, so probably about, safe to say about two years ago. So, in the midst of all that, I mean, we saw on the news that they said the horse was this. And, you know, people were talking. And you had some of the uh, people from uh, different farms or whatnot, you know, mentioning this, the, the nature or the, the health of the horse. So with all that being said and all the time has passed, can you tell us, well, first of all, the horse's name was Nunu, right? Right. And so with all that being said, what's what what condition is Nunu in? Where, where is she? What What's going on now? Uh, Nunu, Nunu good. Nunu at home. She actually, I actually just was back there um, playing with her. Um, she eating real good. So wait, when you say at home, you mean you got her back? Yeah, she. Yeah, I had. A, I got her back like a, almost two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, she she living good. Like she free. You know, she's not stuck in the stall all day. You know, poor horses that be stuck in the stall all day. She she got five acres that she just grazing on, and she living living life. So that same horse that they said needed to be put down, couldn't be ridden anymore, was in terrible shape. Uh, you're such a bad person. Why you do that to that horse? So you mean to tell me that you got this horse back? Yeah, 
Yes, I had a horse back. The news ain't gonna tell you that though. They're not gonna tell you that. They're gonna tell you that this horse is in this condition, or this horse passed out. Like it was on world news. Yeah, Nobody ain't seen everybody. This. It was everywhere. You ain't seen this horse passed out. Oh, he was whipping and kicking the horse. But you got people that oh, they're gonna hear that. Everything they're gonna hear it and not knowing that they didn't see none of that, but they're gonna believe because it was sad, and that's sad. So we all know that we all can learn from anybody. And so um, last week we sat down and we talked about doing something totally different. And so we decided to come together and do a horse, or maybe I should say equine camp for kids. And so we're also gonna educate ourselves on A to Z from a horse. And that way with the education, guess what? The kids and ourselves will know uh, exactly what it is that needs to be done, so on and so forth. So therefore, it won't be just like we're doing something. We're gonna come with a whole curriculum. We're gonna teach kids about horses. Uh, and after the the session is over, of course, he's gonna do his thing and show the kids the proper, you know, how to ride and uh, the, the, the how to saddle. To saddle up. The proper way to um to mount a horse. A lot of people don't know it's a certain way you're supposed to mount a horse. It's a traditional thing that I just learned probably like two weeks ago because I didn't know why did I lo load up, why did I mount on the left side? And oh, I wow. did some education on it. I did some research on that and I found that you, it's a traditional thing that you mount up on the left side. See, I didn't know that. So, folks, any of uh, anybody that's in tune with horses, instead of, uh, you know, talking or saying, you know, we're not doing this right or we're not doing this right, won't you guys come out, volunteer your time, come out and show us the right way to do it because again we all can critique from a cell phone and from afar but until you putting in the work you know it's you know it's so funny because i put up a status on facebook everybody want to help until it's time to help everybody got something to say until it's time to show up so we don't need people that's sitting back you know critiquing what we're doing and what we're not doing if you guys know more than what we do you know um come out and help us out you know we're going to get the information from verifiable sources and uh so yeah, we we think we're gonna start this next month, and so any kid that's interested, you know, you guys could, you know, hit us up. Um, tell them your um your Facebook information. Uh, my Facebook is Dreadhead Cowboy. That's my uh, support page. Um, Instagram I got Dreadhead Cowboy underscore. Um, y'all can follow me on either or. Um, and um, I actually teach a lot of stuff that um on my pages. So if you follow me, you'll learn things. Listen, I've been riding for about almost three years, and I actually know a lot. I'm not going to sit here and downplay what my knowledge when it comes down to a horse, but I actually know a lot about horses, and I don't care how long you've been riding a horse, it's always something that you can learn. That's true. So what? how did you get into horses? Like, what what happened or what didn't happen? Or where, were you riding somewhere? Or you seen a horse? Like, what got you into horse? Um, I want to say... My, my uncle invited me out to to the yacht um, to get on a boat. And when I came, it was like, it was, I was in my lowest time. Like, I was depressed. I was going through oh, wow. life issues. I got shot. I got shot in uh, 2013. Hold on. Thank you. I'm back. I got shot um, um, 2013, Father's Day 2013, and um, I was wow. depressed. Okay. And... Around that time, I was like, I didn't care if I lived, I didn't care if I died or anything like that. I didn't care what, what was going on. Wow. So my uncle invited me to the yacht, and when I came to the yacht, I seen a horse. Like, I never in life seen a horse in real life. And when I like when I got to it, I'm like, whoa, can I touch it? 
Can I touch it? Like, yeah, you can touch it. So I'm on a hush like this, touch it. Oh, my God, it's a real horse. <laughs> I'm like, can I get up there? Imagine well, I got a bullet stuck in me. Wow. And, like, I couldn't really, I couldn't even move this arm at all. So I'm like, can I get on? He's like, yeah, you can get on. But I said, I got on that horse, and I mount, mounted on it. They said, don't go behind it. I'm like, oh, they go, they going to kick from behind. I, you know, people say that. They going to kick from behind. So I got on the horse, and when I say I forgot what I was dealing with, I forgot about the pain I was having. Wow. I felt like I felt like a superhero. When I say I'm on that horse, like, I felt like a superhero. And it was like, it was that feeling that I have never felt since I was a little kid. I used to put the cape on. <laughs> Little sheet. <laughs> I put the sheet on. So I felt I felt like that again. And I loved that feeling. And I told my uncle, like, we gotta get us some horses. And not knowing I was I would I wasn't for real. I couldn't afford no horse. And when when my uncle was like, okay, we're gonna get us some horses. And I wanna say like three years and went past, I went to my uncle's job and he was like, Nephew, I thought you said we were gonna get us some horses. I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna get us some horses. I'm just talking. Yeah, we're gonna get us some horses. He like, okay, well, I got seven horses. Where your horse at? I'm like, you got seven horses. I'm like, well, let me buy one of your horses. I'm not for real. He like, okay, let me know when you're ready. I was like, I'm ready right now. How much you talking? I'm thinking he finna say about eight, nine, ten thousand. He like, give me eight hundred. Eight hundred. I got six hundred in my pocket right now. Can I owe you? Oh well, I got. So then he donated it to you. I, he donated. He donated a horse to me. Um, so out of all that, he he got the horse for free. Ain't that a? Blessing? I got the horse for free. So with that be okay. So what was your life? So coming up, what was it? Um, so you just said you was and you was depressed and all these other things. So so obviously there were some things that happened in your past that got you to that point. And so that it's almost safe to say that once you got on this horse, it pretty much changed. Your, your way of thinking. That horse changed me. Like, wow. I wish, like, I wish a lot of people could understand the power of this majestic creature. If this horse could change who I am, I know for a fact it could change a lot of people because who I was and who I am now, two different people, two different people. And I feel like a lot of people should experience, even though a lot of people are probably scared of it being around a horse and this, listen. They so beautiful. Cause horses are um they they do use horse for uh, therapy. Yeah, they very um, therapeutic for artistic kids. For um, it, it's so many organizations that use horses to um, cause you know even even when I took some of the kids like some of our most mischievous kids that just do any and everything. Once we took them to the barn, it was like night and day. It's like a common. Uh, effect that came upon them and of course I, even with me I noticed that when I would go see my horse if I'm feeling away the horse wouldn't take to me so I already knew mentally I had to calm myself down to take to this horse and so once I seen that and realized it's like man you know what this horse has really got me calm you know what I'm saying so then now even now when I'm not feeling well or when I'm Stressed out, I go to the barn and, you know, just for me to see the horse. I don't even have to get on the horse, but just for me to see the horses riding and, you know, uh, running around, it's it's like a common, a, a, a cool common effect that comes upon me. So, um, and, and you know what, it's, it's so funny because when I look on his page, like, it's so many people that have been blessed to ride a horse, to touch a horse, to be up on a horse. And, and that's from... 
little bitty babies all the way to seniors to political to peak to policemen to everybody it's almost it's almost safe to say it ain't a person in chicago that ain't got on his horse or that he didn't ain't touched lives through the horse yeah and it's like we got to understand like everybody can't be basketball players everybody can't be football players That's true. everybody can't be boxers everybody can't be soccer players we got some cowboys out there cowgirls out there like that that actually could be a life changer for a lot of people. Like a lot, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of these kids, don't know how I feel to love. That's why they out here being reckless. Not saying these parents are not doing a good job, because this is parents out here doing a good job, trying to work and keep a, keep a roof over their kids' head and provide for their family. But um, I feel like to to come across a horse and put a horse inside of a program with some kids, like. I feel like that'll change a lot of kids' lives. And so guess what? That's totally what we're going to do. So like I said, y'all, next month, you guys will be seeing us. We're going to do a flyer. And uh, even adults, you know, adults, children, it's open to whomever wants to get up and close and, you know, and, and learn and, and possibly uh, get the same experience that he got. You know, we got, like you said, we got a lot of mischievous kids. And we have to do things to put them, we have to put kids in different environments and I've learned that and that's why I said that we do so many different things with the kids because how can a kid dream if they're not exposed to something that they can dream so this is like if we living in poverty and if, the, if that's all we see is gun violence and the things that's happening how can you expect the kid to do something different because guess what every it's a cycle we're doing the same thing over and over and over and so that's why I'm so keen and do so much with my son because I understand that um, for kids to do different you got to show them something different and so, I mean, it ain't, it's almost to the point with my son where he like, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, dude, we done did everything. What's next? What you want to go fly an uh, airplane? That's about the only thing we haven't done. And so, um, and that's why we provide these opportunities and resources for other kids because I know how, um, how, it, how it has changed my son and, exp and expanded his horizon. And then you guys just heard what he said, how the horse helped him. So we got to put these kids in places where they could see some different stuff so we can't talk about kids doing this and this if we're not trying to help so often i hear people saying oh this kid this this kid that and even mock some of the stuff you're doing it's like okay what what is it that you're doing what change are you making to to show the kids something different and so um we all gotta get on one accord to to make a difference you know like he said earlier you know we all can learn from each other so if we all shut our mouths and get together and, and really sincerely want to help, we could really make a difference because kids, a lot of stuff that the kids seeing is pretty much learned behavior. It's something that they've seen over and over and over. It's a repeated cycle. That's why they out here and doing whatever because it's like, okay, this is what I see. I see my mom getting high, getting beat up, and, you know, my uncle or father coming in with a gun, putting it on the table, and I'm hearing the conversations about, you know, them shooting somebody. So guess what? I think it's okay. So y'all got to be mindful of what you guys do and say around these kids. Yes, and then you got to look at it like this. Like, it might not be happening in your neighborhood. It might not be happening at your house. But think about it. They affect, that affect could be affected on us. That's true. Why wait till we have? Why have to wait till it happen at home to try to put our feet down to try to fight for it? It take a village to raise a uh, raise a kid. And when I was growing up, I heard this. I heard a lot of adults saying that. I didn't know what it meant. But now that I see what's going on now, I understand what it meant. Mean now, and we need to focus on our youth, our future. Twenty, thirty years from now, who's gonna take care of us? 
Like for real. If we, if they if they being led like this, how could we, how could we trust them to take care of us? That's true. Blind leading the blind. That's scary because, you know, it, it's almost to it's almost like we're desensitized to to what's happening. It's to a point where I'm like, I don't want to. I don't even want to come outside because it's like every day is something. Somebody getting robbed. Somebody getting killed. This happening. This happening. This happening. It's like, you know. And then the sad part about it is that. We don't, our kids don't have safe havens anymore. The park district want an arm and a leg. YMCA want an arm and a leg. You figure you got a single parent trying to do the best she can for that one kid, and then they want to charge $500 over here, $1,000 over here. And it's like, you know, what about a parent that has um, four kids? You know, she's at work, so therefore now the oldest kid is taking care of the other kids. And it's like, you know... You got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. And so that's why, you know, they always say it takes a village. And that's why I don't mind if the kid act like they got sense. I welcome all kids to come hang out with us because I promise you, any kid that crossed my path will 360 because I, I, I know what it takes. I know how to meet them where they're at. And that's why so many kids flock to me because I get it. You know, I'm raising a 15-year-old boy, so every day I'm trying to figure out ways to show him something different or to keep him on track. You know, I, I can't be with him all the time, and I understand that, you know, when he has school, peer pressure and all that stuff. But I th I know if I stay focused and continue to, to have him focus on, you know, the big prize, that, you know, he'll be successful. And so all the things that I'm doing for him is setting him up for later in life. So he won't have to stand on the corner. He can, I'm, he doing swimming. He can be a lifeguard. He learning horses. He can be a, a horseman. He playing basketball. He can be a basketball player. He learning Photography. He can be a photographer. He a drummer. I mean, in church. So he can be a drummer when he grows up. So all these things that I'm doing ain't for me. It's for my son. And so, you know, people be like, oh, you do all this stuff with your son. That's so great. But I, I get it because there's, I can be the same parent that ain't doing nothing. But I know that I want my son to do better and want better. So I got to expose him. Yeah. And she said she reaches reaching for the kids that got sense. Listen, I'm reaching for the ones that ain't got it. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm a, listen. I was one of them kids that didn't have it. That's why we partner. So I'm, I'm, I, I can relate to them and I understand them. That's why I say I, I've been there. I've been there. I didn't done everything you could say you a kid did. Like wow. I ding dong ditch, bust the windows out. See, I ain't one bad. Like, I didn't do none of this bad stuff. Fighting my whole life. I didn't. I didn't stole cars. I didn't. Like I didn't did everything. And when I say I can relate to them, and I know that a lot of these kids seeking this certain type of attention. That's true. And a lot of people don't understand it. That's why a lot of people don't understand me. That's why I say to understand me is to know me, and to know me is to understand me. That is so true. A lot of people don't understand that when I say that because I was them kids, and I can understand them, I can relate to them, and I know how to come. And I feel like a lot of fathers, a lot of men should step up. It's time for us to step up and start playing our part because... It's called balance, and, and these females can't be the balance alone that's that true. they need. We need to get that tough love, that tough love, and that's why that balance come in there. And a female can't feel, even though a lot of females feel like, I don't need a man, but we know that's not true. I, I agree with you, and that's why I say, and that's why 
I said that. See, and at the same time, you can't act like you know everything because you don't. Like you said, I'm not I'm not used to dealing with kids that are mischievous because, again, my son, you know, well-mannered and don't give me any issues. So when I see kids, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? So, therefore, I reach out to people, you know, as such that I know could steal these kids and got a story to tell. You know, this ain't, we weren't born with no silver spoon. You know, stuff not given to you. You got to earn it. And so, um, and kids have to know that. <clears throat> we spoil our kids. But at the same time, in spoiling them, you want to instill in them values and want them to appreciate stuff and, you know, make them work for stuff, not just give them stuff. And it's so crazy because now we just pretty much give our kids a cell phone, a video game, and then they room eight hours. Seriously. And it's okay. So you already know the Internet. You can learn and find anything that you possibly think that you want to do on the Internet. And then it looked like, what's the name of that game where they, uh, uh, that Roblox? No, the video game where they shooting and, and doing everything. Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. That's what it looked like happening around here. They doing any and everything. My son showed me that game. I said, are you serious? And so guess what? Had I not known, had my son not shown me that game, again, I don't know what game he's playing. I don't care, but my son don't play video games. But, you know, just in talking, I'm talking to him. And they're like, man, what's going on? What game you playing? What's new? What's this? And he's, you know, enlightening me on stuff that I typically wouldn't know. And as your parents, y'all look at what these kids doing. Look, check on these kids' cell phones. See what they doing. I pay my son phone bills. So anything he think he trying to do on his phone, guess what? I look at his phone all the time. I pay it. So you mean to tell me y'all got these kids telling y'all y'all can't look at their cell phone? They putting locks on them? Well, they do that, and even they do it, y'all. Because they being home. friends, they friends, they not parents. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a it's a it's a cut and all. Like my son, my kids, I, I I'm friends with my my kids, but they it's a time they know when I when it's time to be a parent, and I definitely put my feet down. Good. When it's time, but I always want to be that cool dad. Like I'm the cool dad. Like I let them know I'm the cool dad. Look, you ain't got to lie to me. Be real with me. You can lie to your mama, but don't lie to me. Really. Listen, I listen. I, listen, I'm the cool dad, and then when the mama don't agree to it, I make sure they they know. Listen, you you can do it. I'm okay if you do it, but I don't know about your mama. So you know, y'all know y'all y'all do it. Y'all females do it. So I gotta right. let it be known it ain't me. Right. It's your mama. You're I'm right. the cool dad. Listen, you can call me. You can call me. I remember when your son was going back and forth about. I think he said to hug you was gay, right? Yeah, he told me he was gay to hug me. That was so funny. I was looking at this. He hugged me now, though. That's that's because you talked to him. Like you said, you you explained to him. But again, guess what? Had you not been that parent and and, and instilled to him, like, dude, this, this, are you for real right now? Imagine had you not had that conversation with him. You're right. So imagine, you know, him growing up, getting married, and the daddy want to hug him. You know what I'm saying? Or or whomever. You know what I'm saying? So you got to intervene. You got to see what's on these kids' brain because you would be surprised at some of the stuff they know. These kids more advanced than we are. Remember, they got a cell phone. That's a whole mm-hmm. computer. Some of the stuff I see on phones, I be like, for real? Yep. You can do anything on them phones. My son be calling me from a whole nother number. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm talking to my mama. This dude just set something up. <laughs> and I'm, your mama yeah. Phone. And I'm like, really? He like, oh, that's an app. I'm like, dude. <laughs> so now I got to be mindful of the things I say on my yeah. phone because I don't know if it's him or somebody else. I need the app. Tell somebody I promise. Who doing that? I need the app. <laughs> then another thing. A boy from his school. Blew me out the water. He just graduated from eighth grade. Boy from his school. So, you know how the schools give you computers, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the computer, the schools thought they had some type of piracy lock on the computers where the kids couldn't go on Facebook. They can't play games. This little boy broke it. And all, <laughs> <laughs> broke it. And all the kids was able to do whatever. They, and they talked about the graduation. So, I, I need that little boy. I'm like, I, I need you on my team. Because how do you, how? 
I'm like, and he like, oh, I just did it. I'm like, you people get paid lots of money to do see, I mean, um, computer stuff like that. And he didn't have a clue. It's just, you know, he was like, I was just bored. I was just bored. And I just was, you know, I was, you know, hacked into it and everybody was able to play the game. So that just goes to show you that y'all, these kids can do anything that they put their minds on this phone. But at the same time as parents, y'all got to intervene. Y'all got to see what they got going on. Because if you don't, the street's waiting on them and y'all see what's going on. You can't even go downtown. I ain't never going to the beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Every time I'm on social media, I see some kids fighting. I see somebody getting shot. I see this, and I see that. I'm like, okay, where is this safe? Well, we got to go to Naperville, you know, but I don't know. You know, we, you can only try. I understand you can't save everybody. All we can do is talk to the kid, but the police will start at home. You know, you got to train your own kids so when they come out here, they know how to act. They know how to respect. I but how do, you, how, do you, how do you teach your kids right from wrong when they do wrong? You can't discipline them. So it's like, you know, back when we was growing up, go get that switch. Go right. get, listen, I remember when I used to get a whooping, after I got, went to go get that switch, I used to go get the smallest one, thinking it wasn't going to hurt. You said the smallest one, y'all. Them ones that hurt the worst. After I got that whooping by my grandma and my mama, I used to go to the bush, that same bush, and I'd break every, every twig over there and make sure... <laughs> See, I, ain't, I ain't get that. I ain't, I wasn't bad. I ain't get no, you know what I'm saying? I hate I it. I hate it all. So that's why I say a lot of people don't understand what I did. Grew up, and we like mental health is real. Like mental health to be, especially black, grew up in Chicago, it's like, you don't know what I done been through. I done been through when police, I grew up when police used to take me from my neighborhood and take me to the other hood. Wow. Ops, I and drop me off in the alley. Like,